Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. Hey, Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you. It is uh, another day here. What is it? August 13th. August 13th, yes. And um, this is show, I don't even know how many, 3,000 something. And uh, I just wanted to start out by thanking all of you guys for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for agents. We're picking up listeners all over the world. And it is amazing for me to think that right now, some of you guys sitting in, you know, box one or wherever you are, or listen to our podcast, and it is our pleasure and our absolute honor um, that you have uh, chosen to have us in your ears every single day. Most of you listen daily uh, to help you move your business and your personal life forward. So I really appreciate the opportunity to be of service to you guys. And I want to start out by just giving you the most sincere thank you I possibly can fathom. And also, um, Motley Fool, the, if you guys know as a finance site, has named Julie and I's podcast one of the most influential podcasts in the United States, one of the top three, only beaten by National Association of Realtors website, so or their podcast. So I guess if you're going to get beat by something, there you go. Um, Google continuously has us as the top real estate coaching website or podcast. Um, and then there's, I, I am hearing that we're going to get named as one of the top podcasters by Forbes, just all the rest of this stuff. It's fun. And what's really interesting to me is that isn't, we don't have a huge, like general business audience. We're not like Joe Rogan, who's talking about, you know, MMA wrestling. And the next day he's talking to some scientists about black holes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we specifically are focused on helping real estate agents, uh, build their businesses and, you know, obviously build brighter financial futures and just the other things that you guys have learned in our book, Harris Rules, uh, which by the way, that too, boy, I feel like I'm just doing a lot of bragging, but that too is also continuing to be one of the best real estate books ever. It's available on uh, Amazon and every bookstore you can possibly imagine called Harris Rules. But when we wrote the book and we do this podcast, um, we, I have to selfishly tell you, we're writing the books. Our inspiration, our inner muse is actually the Tim and Julie that we were when we first got started in real estate, which was, you know, literally a thousand years ago. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what, 25, 26 years ago Back now. Back before the MLS was online. That's right. Let's not even start going down that. <laughs> then they'll think we're older than we I are. Know, we're old true. enough. But we got started in real estate right out of college. That's right. And our first year in business, we sold over 100 homes. But this was literally before the internet. I mean, there was no internets. <laughs> no interwebs. Interwebs. Right. So for us to, you know, uh, when, we are, when we're thinking of what we're going to say or write or present, we're always thinking in terms of if the knucklehead versions of us from decades ago would have received that information as intended, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, and I wish I would have had um, information like this when Julie and I got started in real estate because it would have saved us a lot of time and effort. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm so thrilled that we can shorten the journey and shorten the stress for so many of you because you can benefit from not just our unique experience as coaches, but really all we are is we're just sounding boards for all the you know hundreds of thousands of coaching clients we've had. When you're listening to Julie and I talk, yes, it's our voices and our words and whatnot, but it's a it's a because of what what we're saying is a direct reflection from our sincere desire to help our coaching clients, and this is the culmination of um, you know basically everything we've learned from being uh, 
you know, coach us for as long as we have. It's very, coaching is very cathartic. So by that, I mean, you, if you're not, you know, want to sincerely help people, you're going to figure out the most succinct, most effective, drilled down, practical, tactical way to help them solve their problems, help them, you know, help people and make money. And by doing that over and over again, by doing that when we didn't want to do it, by that, I mean, coaching calls, when we didn't want to do it, we didn't want to do it at the highest level. It really has forced us to get to this level where you guys now get the benefit of it. Um, and uh, I'm so grateful that we've been given the opportunity to be in this position. That's how I'm feeling right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Absolutely. So shall we move to some coaching stories? Ten Please. minutes from now when I read on Facebook <clears throat> that somebody said, Tim blathered on too long on the podcast, <laughs> then I won't be thinking that like that. Then I'll be having We're dirty, dark right thoughts. Now. Exactly. Right but now. right now, I'm in gratitude mode. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so Julie has always three parts. Any stories from coaching calls? Well, an interesting development on the inventory front, you know, we continue to see a, this is just my report from, you know, the front lines of coaching. We continue to see what we call the bifurcated market where two things can be true at once. You can have expired and overpriced listings, and you can also have a, what feels like a hot seller's market with multiple offers. Okay. So all of, all the while, generally we still have low inventory. Here's an interesting development. Guess where listings are coming from right now? Agents are prospecting their own database with dealing with the conversation, how do I buy and sell at the same time? And we've done podcasts on that. You've got not just one option. And I am putting agents on the spot. You'd be surprised how many times they say, well, if I sold your house today, because probably I will, are you going to be have some place to go in 30 days? Which is stress-inducing and creating an objection where maybe they were okay, but now you're freaking them out and might have talked yourself out of the listing. So this has become a better solution because of low interest rates and some really interesting mortgage products out there. Holy crap. Do you have notes that you didn't tell me about? You yeah, do. Right I'm looking at you have notes. Okay. So, so you have a prepared presentation? Kind of, depending on how long you want me to talk about it. But, okay. <laughs> okay. So this is an interesting development. How many of your own past clients, centers of influence, leads, etc.? In other words, people who would list, except they've been afraid of becoming homeless. They don't have anything they can identify right. to buy. They have no place to go. Yeah, that's right. So... Now, because of super low interest rates, in most cases lower than 3%, some cases on a 15-year lower than 2%, now, because the payment is so tiny in comparison to what it used to be, people are now willing to buy first, close, and then sell because your down payment isn't that much if you have decent credit and because it's the rate and the fear of the double payment is starting to melt away thanks to really low payments. Um, one of our coaching clients had somebody just qualify for like a $275,000 house. The payment was less than 1500 bucks with seven grand down. You can totally move and then sell your old house, especially knowing that it's probably going to go pretty fast unless you overprice it. It's worth saying right now. I thought that was if, interesting. If you guys are not refinancing your mortgages, yeah. I beg you Crazy. to do it now. And it does make sense, actually. Julie and I, for years, were pay your, you know, we're told Dave Ramseyites, right? And pay all your stuff off and have a paid off house. But I have to tell you right now, and I'll, I'll, I'll you know, get back to your yeah, points. Okay. If you have a mortgage on your house, um, and most of you will, and it's not, you know, taking full advantage of these ridiculously low rates, you are crazy not to refinance it because this probably will be um, the lowest rates of our lifetimes. It certainly is the lowest rate of our lifetime. I'm 50 and the rates have never been this yeah. low and they probably won't be this low going forward because all the economic headwinds and uncertainty and blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So absolutely lock in, your long, uh, lock in a long-term mortgage right now. And I'll give you something that's fascinating on the other side of that. 
You guys might lock in, you might say, well, Tim, I'm going to move in a year or whatever. Well, now maybe if you lock in your rate and you make the payment low enough, you could actually make that into a rental and have a tenant easily cash flow the property, if not make money on it. So your current house becomes essentially an asset that will be an income producer opposed to a liability because you're the one paying for it now. So absolutely refinance. And if the inflation, um, you know, predictor people are right, and there's inflation that's going to come around the bend, which, you know, there's either going to be inflation or deflation, or there's just going to be essentially what we are now leading right to inflation. It's really uncertain. We talked about that on last Sunday's podcast. But if there is inflation, and it is, you know, six, seven, eight, ten percent, as some people are suggesting, that means that your low fixed rate mortgage of, say, two or three percent is going to be easily covered by the inflated cost of your house, aka what will feel like appreciation. So absolutely lock in a long-term rate, do it on your rental properties, do it on everything you possibly can, and think about the you know financial alternatives that gives you going forward. Which is a great segue to point number two from my coaching stories related to the same topic. Now you can do that and go ahead and buy and you turn your old house not into the liability or not into the anchor that's causing you to not be able to move, but now it's an asset. Was that really your and, next point? Yes. And you actually can, you know, you, you potentially, if inflation does happen, you're going to make more on that upside than if you actually sold it and cashed out your equity today. And Maybe. So, we really do share a brain. I guess I that's what happens scary, after you've been right? with someone for over 30 I years. Know. But I, you know, I no. think it's... I think it's great that agents are taking this kind of control of the conversation. And at the same time, one of the things that we're doing in coaching is putting agents a little bit on the spot. Because if your only script to how am I going to buy and sell at the same time is get out in 30 days, you better have a plan. Probably not going to take that listing because you're not actually being the leader in the transaction. The agents that have, and I actually, I've been adding to these points, and this is all in the, the same um category of how to do the double, the buy and the sell, right? So it used to be, I'll do the easy ones first. We just talked about buying first. Now it's easier to do that with low interest rates. You can build, that's the easy button if you've got it in your market. You can do rents and VRBOs are seeing a lot of people move into 90 day VRBOs. So another thing that agents don't realize that we're coaching is, you know, their resistance is, well, why would somebody want to pay that outrageous nightly fee to a, a VRBO, you know, in some of these well, we, when we moved to Puerto Rico, the, oh, yeah. the market that we live in, in Dorado, Puerto Rico, the market here is like insanely hot. And it's going to be for a long, long time that it's, it's independent of the main U.S. economy. And because everything's a pocket listing. And everything here is a pocket listing. Well, we were in panic mode because we needed to move down here, which actually, it's funny, Julie, it was like a year exactly and a month a ago, ago that we were yeah. in that mode, right? And we there was nothing for rent. Um, no MLS. It was kind of like, you know, we're in real estate. You're on your own. Yeah, purgatory, basically. Mm -hmm. And so Julie started calling VRBOs. And sure enough, it didn't take her too long to find um, a VRBO that was usually a lot of money per night that we were giving us a not very reasonable monthly rate, but at least it gave but us an option that we wouldn't have otherwise had. And by the way, a lot of those VRBOs, depending on your market, are also going to be prime rentals. Look, start doing searches where the properties are managed by the individual owners and ask them about if they'd consider long-term leases, and you'll find all of them will. And ask them also if they're thinking about selling the property and cashing out on the top of the market. Be proactive. A very logical conversation for these times, right? And furthermore, all of you guys that like to complain about no phone numbers, you can find phone numbers when it says uh, Call contact the owner. the owner. Yeah. Duh. Okay. <laughs> Did sorry. you just say duh? I know. I've you just dated selling. yourself. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, but here's the other point is that a lot of agents don't think to negotiate the nightly fee into a better scenario for their clients. Right. And you're probably not, unless it's a super hot rental, you're 
probably not going to have to pay so, that much. So what you're suggesting is is that the seller goes ahead and sells, and then basically, one, so one of the scenarios would be yeah. if I were negotiating a deal like that with one of my mm-hmm. clients, yeah. it, or one of my real estate coaching clients, is what I would do is I'd position it. So if an offer came in on the first day, and it was a great offer, all the numbers made sense, whatever, whatever, yeah. then you get the seller to accept the offer, and then it closes in 45 days or whatever it's going to mm-hmm. be, and then maybe give the seller a 30 or 60 day lease back, which yep. I know is on your list, yep. and then in that interim, that 30 or 60 days, then that uh, seller might find a place to move to, as in buy a new home, or at the very least, they can find a place uh, to rent for the uh, for a short period. That's now, right. the, other, the other advantage yeah. of the VRBO is they can put all their personal items in storage, and they can use the furniture and whatnot that's in the VRBO, so then they don't have to move twice. That's the other that's nice exactly advantage it. of moving um, into a uh, you know into a rental versus trying to you know move Jack into a, move into twice. an apartment because then they're going to have to move twice, and moving twice sucks. Yes, it does, and that's one of the reasons people don't have this conversation. Um, and by the way, that whole VRBO conversation we just went into can lead into, by the way, have you considered selling it instead of keeping it as a rental? It's right. a totally great conversation and easy to have because you just brought them a client for their rental and made them some money. I, had a coach, I have a coaching client right now yeah. that is in Florida. Mm-hmm. That what, uh, she, it's a couple, right? So what she does is she prospects property management. She's a property manager herself. Mm-hmm. And so what she calls is other property management companies where they're generally speaking owned by, you know, not very active agents, you know, mm-hmm. who aren't really going to be aggressively pursuing the sellers. And then what she does is she basically will um, give that property manager or referral fee for any of the sellers that pop up and she's paying them 35% for the listings because she, you know, all these little mom and pop property management companies with maybe 50 or 150 rentals, they're going to see on average 10 to maybe 20 of those properties that are going to be prospective listings every year. And most of those property managers, they just, they don't do anything. They, the sellers just call up the property management company one day and say, I'm selling it. There's no organized approach to basically rooting out the prospective sellers. Uh, And you'd think, well, that property management company will list the property themselves. How often do you guys actually see that in the MLS? It's hardly ever. Mm-hmm. People get into property management as a full-time thing because they want a more passive source of income and they're not going to be aggressively trying to pursue the sellers for listings. Well, if you work with those property managers, you can hypothetically become their preferred listing source if you make it super easy for them. Which, by the way, you should be friends with them anyway because you need a place to put your wayward sellers. So all the same conversation, really. Okay, so then that leads us to, uh, here's another interesting thing that, that agents have created. Okay, so in an area, let's say that there's, you're either not in the right price range to build or there's not a lot of new construction around. Um, you're not in a position to um, buy something significant. Here's what has cropped up recently. Identify land. You buy the land. Maybe you're going to build on it, maybe you're not, but a lot of different, especially semi-rural areas have a deal where as long as you actually get a building permit, you don't have to build on it for years if you don't want to. And they allow RVs, manufactured and mobile homes on the lot. So you buy the lot, you park your RV there for 90 days while you find a house, you either keep the lot, build on it or not. I mean, that's pretty creative. You just made all of our fancy clients cringe by saying that. I know, I know. I can't imagine putting a client in an RV. But you know what? We have coaching clients that sell. I mean, we have clients that their average listing is like seventy-five grand, and you know, you've got to have options for everybody. And those of you guys who are th- shuddering at the idea, I want you to Google what a prevost coach is. Well, what are these multi-million-dollar coaches? Took my next point. Oh, did I? Yes. Oh, this is very weird today. That we're sharing a brain because we didn't talk about this before. We what didn't. We're going to do. Okay, so. Speaking of our more snooty pants uh, listeners, okay, and you know who you are, you know who you are. 
because you're like, oh God, I could never do that. So hold on, uh, let's be honest. We're like that. I know. There's no way in hell. I'm we gonna, tried to RV and it didn't we work. RV'd once and it was I okay. True story. We ran <laughs> we, it, we ran an RV and we drove up from uh, Texas to Ohio, where our families are from, to introduce them all to you know basically have Zoe, Zoe have Zoe baby Zoe meet her extended family. And this RV was a decent size. I'd never driven an RV before. I've driven big vehicles. I wasn't intimidated by it. Whatever, right? The RVing experience outside of a absolutely gorgeous uh, RV park that we stayed at in Arkansas, Arkansas. on a lake, which was, was just beautiful. ridiculous. It was, uh, anyway, yeah. all the other RV parks were, well, how do I say this? RV parks. So after we went to the one in Arkansas, then the next time we pulled into this next RV park and then it's like an RV downhill park from and, and downhill from there. And the rest of the time <laughs> we shamefully took, we shamefully rented hotels and so we, the RV we, we were embarrassed. We were embarrassed the fact that we couldn't hack at RVing. And so true story, we go behind on our, we know the first night we do it, we, the, we hide the RV behind the hotel. And what do we see? A oh, crap ton of other RV <laughs> fakers, AV, RV fakers, just like us. So it wasn't just us that was giving up on the RV life. So I understand it's not for everyone, no. but there is a version of that that is very nice. And I'm hearing this mainly out of um, Washington State and um, Oregon, the Northwestern guys have done this more where they sell the uh, the client's house and they say, well, I'm not worried about buying anything because we're going to travel for the next year in our Well, that's RV. a thing going on right it now. It is a thing. Yeah. RV sales actually on a whole. Outrageously. Uh, it's like yeah. a 2,000% increase. Right. And because people want to basically travel and they want to essentially not have to deal with, you know, we, Julie and I live at the Ritz-Carlton in Puerto Rico. And right now, if you were staying at the Ritz-Carlton, that you're paying, and I'm not making this up, $4,000 a night. And guess what? You can't go on the beach. Yeah. So you and you, you can't go to most of the restaurants. You so. fly down here. The restaurants are basically closed. And the pools are closed. And the beach is closed, and the pools are closed for four thousand dollars a night. And yet there's guests here. So the RVing does make sense. And you're getting to your last point because there, are, there is a style of RV. Yes. That I might consider. Oh no! Don't go down that road again. Okay. I don't care what kind of style you think you've got. Okay. Well, it's the coach, right? Well, okay, maybe. So that so that's the other thing is that you might have people again. We're reaching here on this last point. Well, I, I mean, this is straight from coaching clients, so it's a little bit of a reach for some. That's true. Well, so there you could rent a full size, you know, coach, and a full size coach is like what you picture a rock a rock band using, and and yep. some of these They're these are out, man. a really nice new one. Those are going to be multiple millions of dollars. A used one. It's going to be like, you know, 750 to a million dollars. They're like private jets on the inside. So maybe, maybe, here's a crazy idea. If that's your dream, that's your fantasy, maybe you can buy one and you can make that available to your wayward uh, home sellers that Seriously? are in between homes and you can let them live on your, uh, your new, your fancy coach and write it off. I mean, there's a thought for you because it is a tax deduction as a second home because it has a bathroom. Assuming the tax loss didn't change. Check with your accountant. That's right. Okay. So our last point here is many of our listeners have their own rental properties. Okay. And you can do your own short-term rental. If you don't, I was just talking to uh, one of our great coaching clients in Oklahoma. She's got three little cabins on the lake. So, you know, you can do short-term rentals. You don't always have to do nightly or long-term. You can be creative. So that that's, you know, it used to be like three things would solve this problem. And now it's 10 or 11 different things that we talked about. Uh, but it's been interesting, even with our more experienced agents, to ask them that question 
you know, I've got to buy and sell at the same time. What's my strategy? Right. And because everything's like this all the time in real estate right now, they don't even think about all these other options. They just go right to, well, you're going to have to go somewhere in 30 days. The way that the easiest button in that scenario, assuming that the sellers, well, the easiest button is getting the sellers to buy something before they have the yes. sale of their home. That is definitely the buyer easiest. Buyer build is the easiest. Yeah, buyer build. Now, if that won't work, the second easiest button is getting the sellers to get a lease back yeah. from the prospective buyer. And in a marketplace like this, remember yesterday, guys, we were talking about that is rare, rarely is price the most important thing to the seller or the buyer for that matter. So in this particular scenario, you might be uh, working on behalf of uh, your buyer trying to get a housing contract and you could explain to the seller because you followed our advice from yesterday and you've interviewed that listing agent and you know that the seller doesn't have a place to go and that's a concern of theirs. Um, you could actually get your house and uh, you could get that house in contract for even less than another offer that wanted to close, you know, and have possession in 30 days because you're agreeing or your buyers are agreeing to give that seller a lease back for 90 or 120 days or 180 days. That's what this market requires. It requires you guys being flexible and frankly, being more professional and, and you know, drilling down and not just taking the casual passive approach to real estate because it won't work. The expect now as the market starts to change in your markets and remember the word bifurcated because mm -hmm. bifurcated, as Julie is continuously saying, two things can be true at the same time. That is what your market is going to feel like. That is frankly what our country is going to feel like. You know, we're going to start seeing a lot of bifurcation in all things, not just real estate prices. So don't be surprised by that. What just means you need to expand your approach and the tools that you have in your toolbox. And frankly, you need to learn how to use all those tools so you can solve a variety of people's problems. Um, listen to our past podcasts and stay attached. Anything else interesting? Well, I mean, it gets down to strategy and creative thinking because you were talking about the lease back, right? So that has actual value too. Maybe you have a buyer that can't go over list price, but they can offer a free lease back for say 90 days. Okay, so that has a dollar value that a different contract- Explain how you do that. Well, so you've, you've got to compare, first of all, you got to know your client. What can they hack? What can, can they go over? You or mean buyer. They, the buyer, right? So if they're like at their limit and they want to be competitive and you find out from the listing agent that timing is important. So instead of charging them for the lease back, you give it to give them 90 days to find a house and they can live in their old house for free. You're still going to close. So they've got their check in hand, but you're not charging them. So maybe the buyer next to you was going to charge them three grand a month to live in their own house. Instead of going nine or 10,000 over list, you've given them a $9,000 value, right? Now you might have to explain that to the listing agent, but it's all about strategy. It's not just price. So these things are related, right? The whole buy and sell at the same time, because it's not always your problem. Maybe you're just on the buyer side, but the seller that you're trying to buy their house, they've got a whole big can of fish they got to deal with because they don't know where they're going to go. Right. So give them that value, right? So, so while you were talking, I have to tell you, this is what I was thinking about. When Julie and I were selling real estate, this wasn't the world we were selling real estate in. No, this sure. wasn't our reality of selling real estate. We have coached agents longer than we've sold real estate for. We sold real estate for about 10 years. But when we sold real estate, the scenario would be, you'd have the, the complicated deals would be a series of transactions. You had a buyer that had that, that had a house to sell to buy something and that, and maybe they're, you're double ending what they're buying and they're buying that, you know, one of your listings and then that seller's moving up or- Yeah, but see, they don't get that because they don't use contingent on home sale. That I hasn't know. been able to fly for well, a long time. That's where I was going. Our world was you would stack, I remember we had one five deep ones. Yep. 
Yeah, we did. And so that's going to become the new normal next year, which does mean if you know how to do it, you're going to make a, a huge amount of money because I'll give you a, for example, Julie and I, how many of our rental properties did we end up, did we buy to basically get the whole, all the dominoes to start falling? A lot yeah. of them. So when we yeah. sold real estate in Ohio, one of the things that we would do is it, because you know, you'd have this, usually a first time buyer that was moving up to a house and they were moving up to a house and maybe it was, you know, Julie gave an example of five deep. Usually it was three deep. Mm -hmm. Well, if, ha if we, hadn't bought the first house, they wouldn't have been able to go and contract on the one they wanted to move up to, which would have meant those people wouldn't be able to move up to what they wanted to in order to get their kids into school on time. You guys get the point. So what we were able to do is we were able to buy the houses for slightly less, the first one that got all the dominoes falling for slightly less than market price to make it so there's more convenient yep. on those sellers. And they loved that. They always did it. Yes. And, and so this, Julie and I used to do a guaranteed home sale program. This was back in the 90s. You guys, if Again, you, many of you haven't been in the business for that long, but this whole iBuyer thing, all it is is an iteration of yeah, the guaranteed okay. home sale program that's been in the real estate industry for at least 30 years. And there's different versions of it, but the way ours worked is if you move up to a house that we have for sale, we'll guarantee the sale of your house in whatever the time frame was. I think ours was 90 days, or we'll buy it. And the and the you know parameters of the purchase was it was going to be you know say it was a $300,000 house, we would buy it minus commission and some sort of discount, and then then we could stack the commission in from the deal that they were buying. Because remember, they're moving up to a house we had for sale. And then we would take the commission from what they were buying plus the commission from what they were selling. And that almost always equaled 20 to 25%. And the bank would approve us, right? So that's how we bought rental properties originally. You know, a lot of them anyway. And now sometimes we would get called out uh, to a listing appointment and take the listing because they wanted to have the guaranteed home sale in their back pocket as an option right. in the event their house didn't sell. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like, um, you guys who are with eXp, you guys know we're associated, we're aligned, we're, Julie's an eXp agent. And if you want to talk to us about joining our eXp group, go ahead and text me directly at 512-758-0206 if you guys want to join Julie and I's eXp team. Um, and we are going to be launching a national real estate team again. Um, that More news is that if that's going to come uh, shortly in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. But if you want to talk about eXp directly and you want to join eXp, uh, contact me directly, 512-758-0206. Um, you might want to put that on. Um, yeah, I thought yeah. it was. Yeah, airplane mode. Scam likely. Yeah, I know. Friend. Right, exactly. <laughs> so if you want to have, um, if you just want information on EXP, if you're just EXP curious, just go ahead and text the word EXP to 31996. One of the tools that EXP has, which is really amazing, is they have their own iBuyer program. But let me tell you how this works. And again, this has been one of those things that I wish we would have had when we were selling real estate. We tell you guys about the guaranteed home sale program. We've been coaching agents to seriously consider it, agent and brokers to do it for years because we knew it was a home run in the marketplace because you essentially is risk reversal. You take the stress out of the transaction. But many of you guys didn't have the where for all or even necessarily the ambition to purchase properties like we did. Well, that's fine if you're an eXp agent now because here's how it works. Get this, guys. As an eXp agent, uh, you can introduce uh, a uh, listing, a house for sale to the iBuyer program through eXp. And the iBuyer uh, program through eXp, I think, has... Uh, three or four, maybe more institutional investors. So you, you know, you package the house up, you stick it in the portal. Basically, I'm oversimplifying it. And then th those investors will bid on it or, and, or not bid on it, right? They'll say if they want to buy it or not and what they're willing to pay for it. Now, if you, if they decide to buy it, you get paid your commission. 
Okay, a normal, you know, whatever your normal commission is, you get paid. You sold it to your to an investor. If you're an EXP agent, you sold it to an investor through EXP's iBuyer program, you get paid the commission. But it's even better. All these investors are doing is flipping houses. So then what you can do is you then will get the listing again when that house goes for sale. You guys understand what I'm saying here? Well, isn't it true that it doesn't even have to be your listing to do that? That's this? what I was getting to. So awesome. if even if it's not your listing, even if you go to the MLS today as an EXP agent, you go to the MLS today and you find a house that you know would make a great investor buyer. You then uh, offer the house through the, to the iBuyer program through EXP. If they buy it, it's a co-op. It's not your listing. You find it in the MLS, you get paid the buyer agent commission. And when they rehab it and put it back for sale, guess what? You get the listing. You guys get what I'm saying here? That's that awesome. is a brilliant tool. Now, how could you use that as a listing tool? The same exact way Julie and I did when we did the guaranteed home sale program, but we were the financial backstop for those types of deals. So we couldn't offer it that often. I mean, there's only so or many Or up to a certain price range or right. a certain number of houses. Right. You know. and, and the iBuyer program through EXP, they have a lot more, obviously, you know, they're who knows how many billions of dollars are chasing the houses through the iBuyer program, whereas Julie and I had limited resources. Mm -hmm. You know, so moral of the story is if you're listening to what we're saying and you're understanding of, uh, the power of being able to do a version of the guaranteed home sale program, but do it through the iBuyer platform that's part of being an eXp agent, you have got to see the power of that. You'll be able to do a business and you'll be able to solve problems for sellers that other agents won't. You'll walk into a listing appointment and the seller is going to have, you know, an urgent need to sell the house and you're going to be able to say, okay, no problem. I'll have an offer for you within 24 hours. Okay. And then you sell the house to the iBuyer or through the iBuyer portal. And then you get the listing again when it comes for sale in 90 days. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas before, if you're an agent at virtually any other brokerage, what are you going to do? You're going to try to get the listing. You're going to try to put it in the MLS. You're going to hope some investor is going to buy it. Where at EXP, you can just wrap that all up in basically one continuous conversation. And the seller is obviously going to find you the you know more preferential to be the listing agent because you're left you're offering a deal that has less hassle. There's so many different complex issues like the ones that Julie was just walking you through from all of her coaching calls today that you could solve if you knew how to use the iBuyer portal. Well, what are you thinking? And I was thinking also, so especially our agents that live in Vegas and Phoenix and some of these places where there is an active iBuyer competition, often they'll hear from the seller, well, I don't want to decide who to list with until I hear from whatever iBuyer, whatever right. that bid's going to be. <laughs> right. And you know, the weaker agents, when they even hear that, they won't even go on the appointment at all because they figure they're screwed. But the stronger agents can use something like EXP's iBuyer program and say, well, I can bring you an instant offer in the next yep. 24 hours. Let's go ahead and meet. Well, you're talking like it's an Zillow. objection handle. Right. Zillow yeah. or Open Door or whatever. Yep. And yeah, and I remember when that became a real big thing a couple of years ago. Yeah, they're they, trying to come back now. But we'll oh, see. oh, of course. I know. They're buying houses again. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And so when those guys spin back up and they start buying houses again, your listing uh, competition is going to be exactly what Julie just said. Mm -hmm. Well, EXP created a way for you to compete on a level playing field. And if you don't have that as an option, what are you going to do? You're not going to take the listing because if that's the if the seller is putting convenience on top of most net, which 99 point of all sellers percent of all sellers do just that, you're not going to take the listing because they're going to go with the open door offer or the Zillow offer, mm -hmm. which ultimately end up being a listing for somebody else, right? Right. Whereas with in, with EXP guys, you introduce uh, the iBuyer to the listing, you sell the house to them, they you get a commission, you then get the listing back when it's time to relist it, and there are no referral fees or anything like that. How perfect is that? I know. Well, really what we're talking about with this whole podcast, and I have a Zoom call in 10 minutes, is the expansion of the agent's toolbox. Yep. Okay. 
So before, for the past relatively decade or so, your tool was a hammer. You'd play whack-a-mole with the offers you didn't That's want, right. and you'd embrace the offer you did want, and all was well, and it was easy peasy. Well, now you can see just these conversations, because we've talked about competing with iBuyer, we've talked about buying and selling at the same time, we've talked about low inventory. The toolbox has got to expand in order for you to solve more problems. That's what it comes down to. And if you're gonna rely on your one tool that's worked for you, then you're gonna become the tool in the market. It's not gonna work for you because somebody's gonna get it away from you or you're gonna lose something that you thought you had because it was right in your center of influence and then somebody did a better job because they had better tools and better skills. All right, we're gonna do a quick round of things you love and things you hate. Julie, <laughs> Julie told me something funny right before the podcast. She said that if someone comes up to you and is super vigilant about the mask thing. This is happening amongst agents a lot too, by the way. Right. And, yeah. and let's say you're doing the social distancing thing. You're following your local regulations. You're not doing anything wrong. It's, this isn't a protest. But there's some people that are getting so wrapped up in the mask wearing thing that they're sort of putting their own sets of rules and overlays on wearing a mask. And just it's getting to the point where some vigilant. people are almost you know, militaristic about it. Those people are called mask holes. Mask holes. <laughs> it's a new word. I collect new words. We've had several that I've been writing down. Mask holes. So, yeah. Now I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest calling when someone's getting in your face about the fact that you're not wearing your mask properly. Your nose is hanging out or whatever. I wouldn't suggest you agitate those types of people by calling them mask holes. But you can in your mind. You can in your mind exactly. <laughs> That's right. Or you, if you can run really fast, you can call them a mask hole as you're running off. That's exactly but I would right. suggest you taking your mask off because it's hard to run in a mask. I tried. Yes. All right. Oh, okay. no, no, you just closed oh, it. I was no, giving no, that no, to right you. There. Okay. Right there. Things you love, things you hate, Julie okay, Harris. Things I hate. Just when we thought we were done with crazy insects and animals in 2020, there's something called a vampire parasite that masquerades as, wait for it, a living tongue of a fish. This is real. I, it's just, just disgusting. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so when scientists recently x-rayed a fish's head, they found a gruesome stowaway, a vampire crustacean. That's a good insult. You could call somebody a vampire crustacean. <laughs> Had devoured and then replaced the fish's tongue. The bug-like isopod, also called a tongue biter, I wonder why, or a tongue-eating louse, keeps sucking its blood meals from the fish's tongue until the entire structure withers away. Then the true horror begins as the parasite assumes the organ's place in the still-living fish's mouth. Now that, that tops murder hornets, I think. And, so, well, what about flying snakes? Flying snakes, those were pretty good. So, if stuff. they wanted to find the story because so, they think we're making it up, uh, what, what was the livescience.com? Livescience.com. Live si and, yes, and yes, guys, I do have Google Alerts set up to For find stuff like that. to find Julie all these crazy <laughs> stories because she obsesses about them so much. Now she's going to be talking about that oh, the rest of the day. It just gets better all the time. Yeah, so that's that's right there. You that's that's a bad day, right? That's a bad day. If yeah, you are having a parasite that ate your tongue. It could be worse. It's obviously a Monday, but beyond that, I mean, <laughs> like, this is disgusting. Yeah, you think you had it bad, you could have been that fish. But another question, did you know fishes had tongues? That's a good point. Yeah. Do they? Yes, they do. I'm remembering our koi fish. Some of them do, I guess. Well, yeah. not, not if they got one of these hanging out. A yeah. vampire parasite. Oh, good Lord. I think we should leave it there. I think we should. Vampire so, parasites. And don't be a mask hole. Do and what don't you have be, to do, what your state says. That's right. Don't be a mask hole. Follow the rules. 
But guys, seriously, a lot of you are having your best years ever. You're doing fantastic. I'm so thrilled for so many of you. It's awesome. Um, and you know, there's really there, we're here's a little counter uh, intuitive thought. There are more people getting real estate licenses now than there were a year ago. People are rushing to real estate mm-hmm. because they are realizing the beauty that real estate can be if you basically treat it as a business and always have a mindset of service. So all the new agents that are coming into the business, make sure you stay. You know, you fly straight. Right. The best. Best advice I can give all of you guys is a smart man or woman learns from his mistakes. A brilliant man or woman learns from the mistakes of others. And that's really what coaching is. It's following the path of somebody else that's all that's come before you. Shorten the learning curve. Don't waste time trying to be overly creative. Don't use this as some sort of you know ego creative outlet. Realize that at the end of the day, this business is all about being of service to other people. And the only way for you to ever create any sort of meaningful success in business and life is by doing, and and this is a lifestyle, by having long term, and I mean decades long, of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. When you embrace that, everything you want in life is on the other side of that, right? Now, you don't have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level for 24 hours a day, but you sure as heck better do it and better condition yourself to do it for at least three to five hours a day. And guys, I promise you, it gets easier, but everything you want in life is on the other side of that. If you need us for every, any, if you need us for anything, I'm coming tongue-tied. You know what? It's because I'm thinking about that damn vampire thing eating my tongue. See what you just <laughs> did? I'm actually, I actually am thinking about that as I'm trying to talk and I'm finding my tongue's not working. I know. We can't show Zoe because she'll have bad dreams. Oh, no. I'm like telling that. Zoe because she's going to oh, love that. It's on that. you then. Okay. Just so you know. I have witnesses now. Well, you know what we should also tell them? What? So my dad died in 2009. Okay. How do we go from this to this? Because I was, Julie and I were taking Zoe to um, a little camp today because it's the summer here and to play with other kids. And she starts telling us this story and how and she's never you know she never met my dad she was born in 2014 but she started telling us the story how it was it was made up right but how she sees grandpa nolan because my mom lives with us and she's told zoe about grandpa nolan how she sees grandpa nolan walking with nana on her walks and it's very sweet yeah it was very very sweet sweet. she's very sincere about it a lot of detail too yeah i mean She's great. So, yes, that'll keep things in perspective and and reset your brain away from the fish. Yeah, well, it puts me in appreciation. I started with appreciation and I'm ending with appreciation on today's show. You guys should do the same thing and gratitude. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show anytime. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.